It's showtime. Don't say it, please. Don't say it. No, I have to say it, Mitch. Showtime. Showtime. It's showtime, everybody. Showtime. Welcome back to another edition of the Showtime Movie Podcast. I am your host, Show. You probably don't believe it, but I am the host of the Showtime Movie Podcast. Uh, again, thank you all for being alongside it. I know I haven't done an episode in a while, and boy, it has been... Life has been so busy, and I know that is such a BS excuse. Actually, I do have a couple of life updates real quick. Um, I will still be doing the pod. It's just, as you might imagine, it's done a little more sporadically. I, I felt compelled to come into the studio today. I'm actually at work. I usually have been doing the uh, episodes of the pod from home, right? I've been doing them from home with my my blue Yeti microphone that once upon a time I turned around, and which is why the sound sounded like crap. But here we are. I'm back in the studio uh, at my workplace. Again, remember, I work for a radio station, so we get to use these booths when no one else is using them. And uh, the life updates really are that... I am so busy these days because I have two jobs now. I took on another job with this like, kind of fantasy sports group, which has kind of been fun. Um, but generally speaking, I have, I've still been watching tons of movies. Like I, I, I watched all of the Oscar movies, all the Best Picture nominees. We've talked about some of them, right? Like I think we talked about King Richard. We've talked about Dune on the pod, right? We've done a couple of them already. So you guys know I've been watching them. It's just, you know, haven't been doing episodes talking about them, which is a bit unfortunate. Um, I have admittedly crammed, like, it's it's like studying the night before an exam, right? I've crammed, like, eight movies into the last week uh, because I wanted to for sure catch up. Now, did I have I watched every single movie that has an Oscar attached to it at the uh, at the uh, at the awards this year? No, no, I have not. I have watched all the Best Picture nominees, and I have watched all of the acting nominees. Which I mean, like, let's be real. Be, between those categories, you're pretty much covered, right? Like, you're covered for score. You're covered by and large for costume and production design and cinematography and sound and certainly all the acting nominees. Like I said, that covers off some of the best picture nominees as well, right? Like there's some, like some outliers for sure. Like obviously you have to go watch the animated movies and, um, no, I did not watch the shorts, the, the animated live action shorts, doc shorts. I did not watch all the documentary features and I did not watch all the international features. Although I did watch drive my car and I'll tell you, Drive My Car is probably one of the best movies I've seen this year. <laughs> Honest to God, it is a very good movie, but uh, I'm cramming movies because life kind of gets in the way. I've actually, I'm actually now part. If you, I don't know where people listen to this podcast from, right? I imagine mostly in Canada. Maybe there are some American viewers. Maybe there are some international uh, listeners. I should say, not viewers, but all over the place. Uh, I mentioned I work at the radio station. My role in the Blue Jays radio broadcast this year is such that I do a lot of the pregame stuff, and then I also do a lot of the uh, uh, the. Uh, not post game, but like, like pre post game almost. Like there's a state, there's a point where the 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 radio broadcast goes across the network across Canada, right? So we are on in Calgary and Vancouver and a bunch of other affiliates as well. And I do the network post game, which is like a couple of minutes, and then I turn it over to uh, the the local post game guys for Jay's talk. Anyways, my point is, it's very busy, and the Blue Jays season starts on April eighth, so. We're in spring training now, so it's been a little busy there. So, um, But that is my role there. And then, of course, this fantasy sports group kind of it takes up all my other free time. And then, of course, personally, I am uh, selling my condo. So that revolves a lot of packing up and moving and 
Good Lord. It's just been, it has been an insanely busy 2022. I actually can't believe it's almost, almost April. I remember it was new year's just like it was yesterday. Um, I can't believe it is actually already um, April. Essentially I'm recording this on day of the Oscars, but again, I wanted to get into the studio because uh, today are the Oscars tonight. We will find out who the latest winners of the Academy Awards are. I have a feeling generally speaking, there will not be lots of upsets. Remember last year, and I, I gosh, I wish I had Quinton on um, like I usually do. It's just, I, I you know, we were. Te- I, I've been texting with him for the last couple of weeks just over all the different movies. But um, generally speaking, yeah, Quinton, and Quinton usually joins me. Unfortunately, I didn't have the time to kind of hook up with him to make a conversation. Maybe we'll do like a post-Oscars reflection because I think there are some some interesting things he feels about some movies and he and I kind of disagree on some of the, some of the films. And as you've heard, remember last year, we didn't really agree on Nomadland, so there's that. Um, but again, much like Anthony Hopkins was like easily one of the biggest upsets at the Oscars in years, um, I don't really think there are going to be that many upsets this year. You know what I mean? Like, it would it would be an upset if, for example, Jane Campion did not win Best Director, right? That would be a massive upset. Would it be an upset if Power Over the Dog won Best Picture over Coda or vice versa? No, that's not what an upset is, right? An upset would be like a massive favorite losing. If there's a close race and one of them wins, that's not an upset in my opinion, right? Even though, like, it would be an upset, like, by betting odds, because right now, for example, the morning of the Oscars or the afternoon before the Oscars air, uh... Coda is the thick favorite, right? Covert, co- COVID, good Lord. Coda is the betting favorite for the Oscars, but Power of the Dog, it's like something like Coda's a minus 160 favorite and Power of the Dog's a plus 110 favorite. For those of you who are not into betting, that is, that's not a very confident odds in uh, in either Coda to win or Power of the Dog to not win, right? So, uh, yes, I do have, I like to gamble on the Oscars. I think I've said that before. I'm not a huge gambling person, but I do like to gamble on the Oscars and I have bet um, on, on, on different times when the odds had shifted, I had bet money on both of those. Cause I think I had bet on Coda when it was plus two something. And I think I, and I just laid down a bet on power of the dog now that it's plus plus one ten. So, Hey, I win either way. Right. But, uh, why don't we get into the actual discussion of the picks? I want to make my predictions. And of course we'll talk a little bit about the other nominees in each category. Um, I'll be completely honest. Like I said, I have not watched the uh, shorts, right? I've not watched animated short, live action short, or doc short. Um, so when I make the predictions for those, I will be just throwing a dart. I'll be picking based on the names I like the best, and we'll, we'll be going from there. But I have watched basically every other movie um, that has been nominated for something, right? I, I don't think I watched Four Good Days, which has an, a, a song nominated in the original song category, Um I'm just looking down the list here. I didn't watch all the documentary features, I admit. But I mean, you know what? I basically watched all the other movies, even actually the international features. Um, I only didn't watch Lunana and The Hand of God. I watched the, all the other ones. Well, actually, you know what? Maybe this this might be the first time in a long time where I've actually watched most of <laughs> most of the movies. Anyways, let's get to the Oscar predictions because uh, time is short and we want to get this out before the ceremony starts later this evening. So without further ado... Oscar picks for 2022. May I have the envelope, please? And the Oscar for Best Picture is presented to... And the Oscar goes 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 to... And the Oscar 
goes, and the Oscar goes, and the Oscar goes to 12 Years a Slave, A Beautiful Mind, and the Oscar goes to... Because we never did any proper Oscar discussions, right, I um, didn't really get to talk about the snubs I felt that were, like, particularly egregious. Uh, you know, the, the trouble with snubs is that you have to then say who you'd kick out, right? Like, you have to then—you you can't just add a sixth nominee, for example, into an acting category. There's only five, so you have to boot someone. Um, generally speaking— I'm okay with a lot of the nominees done done this season. Uh, you know, are there some I would change here and there? Yes, but I think the most egregious snub for me, just off the top of my head this year, much like Delroy Lindo was last year, I think Katrina Balf, and I hope I'm not mispronouncing her name, but Balf from Belfast, uh, what a snub. Like, she should, not only should she be nominated certainly but she should probably be the winner honestly like I, I guess would she be actress in a leading role or actress in a supporting role if it was supporting i would for sure take dench out and put her in there if it was supporting if it was leading i don't know maybe i would take out olivia coleman maybe nicole kidman right but uh i i mean penelope cruz Kristen stewart or jessica chastain i would give the oscar to any three of those women they were all phenomenal in actress in a leading role but uh, yeah, the ball snub still stands out to me. But let's get to the uh, the actual predictions. We'll work from the bottom up. Why don't we go from the bottom up? For the animated short, live action short, and doc short, I'm not going to lie to you. I picked these based on the name, like I said. Um, I liked uh, Robin Robin, mainly because I had watched Robin Hood relatively recently, like the uh, Kevin Costner Robin Hood. Remember that movie? I haven't seen that movie in ages. And then I watched it recently, and I thought, man, this is great. And then I saw the name of uh, movies here. So Robin Robin, I like that one. Uh, the Long Goodbye, it, I, I basically tried to pick between The Long Goodbye and Please Hold, because I say Please Hold to like a million people whenever we screen calls the radio station. So I'm going to go with Please Hold for uh, live action short, although um, I've, I've seen on Twitter people kind of talk about The Long Goodbye, but that kind of feels like metagaming, right? It's like cheating a little bit. So I'm going to go with uh, Please Hold. And I mean... You, again, I've said this a million times. You guys know I'm a sports guy, and you know I uh, work at a sports radio station. How could you not pick the queen of basketball? Like, I don't have no idea what that sh- that is about, but I'm picking the queen of basketball. <laughs> it sounds awesome, right? So there you go. Uh, those are my those are my short predictions. Um, it's funny though for for the other nominations, right? You go up the list here: visual effects, sound, production design. I mean, the controversy around the Oscars this year, of course, are that they are not airing certain uh, certain categories on the actual live broadcast. They're going to hand them out like at the commercial break, and then they'll like quickly stitch together a quick like montage of these guys winning their Oscars. I think that's BS. Honestly, that is so crappy. I understand that the Oscars are long and pretentious and just like they're you know what I mean? Like they're just all over the place. I totally get it, but at the same time, I feel like it's wrong. To say, hey, your Oscar is less worthy of being shown to millions of people than I don't know, like a screenplay award or something, right? That's that, it's wrong. I think I th- if, if the point is to celebrate movies, then you need to show all the Oscars. Time be damned, right? Cut down on the crappy skits where you have Glenn Close dancing or some. I don't know. No one wants that. No one wants those dumb things, right? Like it just that's what I mean when I say. The Oscars, I don't know, like they, 
they, they just seem, they shoot themselves in the foot, right? Like you think they're getting better as an organization and as like a ceremony and so on. And then they just do something asinine like that. And you think to yourself, man, why do we watch the Oscars? And I know that coming from me, that's a lot, right? Cause I love the Oscars. Don't get me wrong. I will watch every year because I watch all the movies and I like, I, I like the celebration of my favorite art form movies. I like that. But then the, uh, the people running it, it's like, I don't know. I just don't understand how these people who purportedly like movies, love movies, right? I don't understand how they continually do such dumbass things like that, right? I just don't get it. There was the whole thing with them not inviting Rachel Ziegler, who is the star of West Side Story, and now she is getting an invite, but as a presenter, not as a, like someone who just gets to sit in the crowd, despite the movie being um, nominated for, oh no, Best Picture. I don't. I just don't understand, right? Like, I mean, Steven Spielberg was nominated for Best Director, and Ariana DeBose was nominated for Best Supporting Actress, and is going to win and they're not going to invite the star of the movie like i invite i get not inviting ansel elgort because apparently he's a scumbag and hey i mean if that's the case then what are you going to do right but you can't put that guy in front of a camera and it makes sense but rachel z you are not getting invited as the star as maria the star of west side story one of the most famous stories in like on broadway and in movie history is like a little ridiculous. Like even Rita Moreno is getting, I think she's presenting at this movie. I think uh, at the awards, I believe she is a producer on West Side Story, so that makes sense for her to get an invite that way. And hey, I hope she pre- presents the award for best supporting actress to Ariana Debose, considering that she also won an Oscar for that. That's like the original movie um, back in what the fifties or whatever. So, and, and obviously she was in this movie. She was like a co-star of, of DeBose's in this film. So like there are a lot of reasons it makes sense for her to present this Oscar. And I know we saw last year, it completely backfire when uh, they, they did the, the best actor Oscar last in an essentially what it was an effort to capitalize on the death of Chadwick Boseman, which was, I said it then and I'll say it again now scummy it was it was scummy they should never have done that it was stupid and it came across as a transparent attempt to drum up people staying around for the last uh, last award of the evening and then he didn't win it just like i mean what are we doing here right it's just kind of it feels like this it it feels like there's like like race negative race connotations here at play like i don't know anyways that's getting a little off tangent i digress on that but for this, Ariana DeBose, like if there was one Oscar, I would bet the house on this year. There there might be two. It, it Maybe three, actually. It would be Jane Campion winning for Best Director. It'd be Will Smith winning for Best Actor. And it would be Ariana DeBose winning for Best Supporting Actress, right? Like, that's what I mean when I say I don't think there are going to be a lot, of, a lot of upsets this year. But uh, there's no chance there's going to be an upset in Best Supporting Actress. So, hey, I hope Rita Moreno does present there. Um, okay, but enough on uh, lamenting about the state of the Academy. Let's get back to the uh, prognostications, let's call them. Uh, in sound, okay, here's the thing. I expect, let's make this a quick, actually. I expect Dune to clean up at the Oscars. It's not going to win Best Picture. That'd be really cool. I think, actually, if I had to rank the Best Picture rankings, I would, I do genuinely think I would put Coda and and The Power of the Dog in, in one, two, because I did like those movies. I can see how The Power of the Dog is a little inaccessible for some people, but if I was putting a, a movie three, I'd probably put Dune, honestly. It was a fantastic film. Like, I know I was a little down on it, but I mean, considering the other movies nominated for Best Picture, if Dune were to like somehow dark horse upset that'd be a that that's a real upset first of all that's a real upset and b it's it deserves it right i mean like denise villeneuve not getting nominated for 
Dune seems kind of wrong. I would take Paul Thomas Anderson out for licorice pizza because, I mean, like, good God, licorice pizza. Boo! Boo! Licorice pizza! I'm sorry. Like, no, I I don't mind PTA movies, and I, I do like, like, I mean, I like a whole whack of them, but my goodness, that was one boring film. I get what they were trying to do. Like, I'm not saying it was a well-made, I'm not saying it was a, a poorly made movie, I mean, but it was well-made. It's just, I did not keep my interest. It just didn't. That's just a fact, right? Anyway, so if Dune were upset, that would be fantastic, but it's not going to, but it is going to win a crap ton of Oscars tonight. Let's see. I have it down as winning one, two, three, four, five, six Oscars. Take the over. If the over is set at four and a half or five and a half, take the over on Dune winning Oscars tonight. I have it winning visual effects as it should, sound as it should, should still also be two Oscar awards, but hey, what are we going to do? Visual effects, sound, production design, film editing, cinematography, and original score. I have it winning those six Oscars. Again, visual effects, sound, production design, editing, cinematography, and original score all will be won by Dune later tonight. Um, I think the eyes of Tammy Faye are also going to be walking away with two awards tonight. I mean, you can easily say makeup and hairstyling. That's probably a slam dunk. And the uh, the best actress category is another one that I think had been up in the air, right? I mean, I mentioned before I'd give the Oscar to any of Kristen Stewart, Penelope Cruz, or Jessica Chastain. And I think if I if I was picking one, if I was picking just one of those women, I'd probably give it to Penelope Cruz in Parallel Mothers. I loved her performance, but... Um, I have it on good authority from someone who uh, is a frequent guest on the radio station. I have it on good authority who uh, that, you know, from someone he is in the know, right? He is in the know. He had the parasite upset. Um, I didn't listen and uh, was wrong on that, although I was happy for it to win, but I was wrong betting wise. Uh, He says Jessica Chastain is a lock. Jessica Chastain for the eyes of Tammy Faye. Um, So, hey, there you go. If you listen to this podcast before the Oscars go tonight and the bets are not off the board, Take Jessica Chastain because uh, apparently she is going to win an, uh, an Oscar tonight. So there you go. I like uh, so I like those two for the uh, eyes of Tammy Faye. Uh, it probably goes without saying that costume design will go to Cruella, right? I mean, I feel like a movie, A, made by Disney, B, starring Emma Stone, and C, about a person who makes clothes. I and 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 large of them are like actually like quote unquote costumes that the Cruella character wears. How that movie. Like if if there was another lock, like a mortal lock for your mortgage, it's probably Cruella, right? So I like that one too. Uh, documentary feature Summer of Soul with Quest Love, right? I think actually the whole the whole title is uh, Summer of Soul brackets or when the revolution could not be televised, right? So I have a feeling this movie is going to make Quest Love. I mean, he's he's like a popular guy already, but I have a feeling it's going to make him even more popular. Uh, but that kind of does it. I mean, I know we kind of did the acting, the best actress one with Chastain, but outside of that, that kind of essentially just leaves us with best animated feature, best international feature, the screenplay awards, the remaining acting awards, director and uh, best picture, of course. Now, the screenplay awards, I feel like are also like there's there are a couple that are up in the air a little bit, right? Like I think for the most part, you will see the favorites win. Like I think you like original screenplay, the favorite is Belfast. I think it'll win. Adapted screenplay, the favorite is Coda. I think that'll win as well. But it's interesting for the adapted screenplay race. It's exactly the same, it feels like, as the race for best picture because 
Coda is essentially competing against Power of the Dog and Belfast in the original screenplay category is competing against Licorice Pizza. Because Belfast, I felt like it was an early Best Picture favorite when it premiered at TIFF and then it like kind of fell off real quick when Coda and The Power of the Dog kind of came out soon after. Well, The Power of the Dog was also at TIFF, right? But you know, you you see these these movies come out and you see the odds change and you see how people, like the way it affects people change as well. I feel like I can, I'm, I'm more confident in Belfast winning original screenplay than Licorice Pizza, which I think is the probably the next runner-up, just because we know, you know how it goes with the Oscars, right? Like they tend to award or reward a movie that's not going to win anything anywhere else with something. And because it's, because it's Kenneth Branagh and it was a deeply affecting movie, I could easily see Belfast winning original screenplay. So I'm going to stick with Belfast for that one. I'm going to stick with adapted screenplay and say Coda as well. Again, I, I think it's a, it's a real possibility Power of the Dog walks away from these Oscars with no awards, right? That's a very, very possible. I think right now... Coda is in the front runner's spot from the bet a betting perspective. But you know what? I think I'm going to say that Coda wins adapted screenplay and the power of the dog takes best picture. Again, I can see, I mentioned this before, but I can see very easily why people might look at the power of the dog and watch it and think, God, this movie is so boring. This movie is not for me. What is the point of this story? I personally really like the power of the dog. I got to say, I, I, again, I totally get why people may not like it. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a fantastic performance from Benedict Cumberbatch. If, if Will Smith wasn't going to win, I'd say Cumberbatch should also win because he was so, so good. Uh, I like Jesse Plemons and Kristen Dunn. Certainly Cody Smith McPhee, um, was another fantastic role. I, I again, I would still edge him out slightly, super slightly with Troy Kotsur, but uh, from Coda. But yeah, the power of the dog. It may be a slow burn, but man, there are not a lot of movies that I think I felt. I sat back and thought, man, like was that on purpose kind of thing? And then obviously, obviously for these kinds of movies, they're all, every decision made is so meticulously planned, but the power of the dog. And I mean, I feel like there's so many implications about, about like the past with Bronco Henry and Phil, and maybe even the past of Peter's character, right? Like the Cody Smith McPhee character. Is he like a, a serial killer or something? Right? Like there are just so many aspects to it that, I just, I loved, I don't know. Power of the Dog was fantastic. I have it winning Best Picture. And um, actually, that's it. Just Best Picture. I, I think Coda will win Adapted Screenplay, um, which essentially just leaves us with uh, Animated Feature, International Feature, and the Acting Awards. I think the uh, only true upset of the evening, again, maybe this, you can't even call this an upset because they're such neck and neck races. I think Mitchell's versus the machines will beat out Encanto. I, I don't know if it'll be like anti Disney sentiment that ends up winning here. Although, you know, the, the power of the house of mouse is cannot be understated. Of course, right. They obviously they're the net, they're the company that owns the network that airs the Oscars. So they get to kind of make their decisions. They're probably kicking themselves that they didn't uh, nominate. Um, we don't talk about Bruno. Remember when we did the Encanto review? I said that was the only song from that movie that I really thought was an earworm. Boy, that movie has been at the top of the charts across North America for months. For months. My God. I They are just kicking themselves. That movie, that song... Oh, actually, we didn't do the score and song Oscars as well. We'll do that in a sec. But that 
song is so catchy. I just find myself randomly humming it. Even if I don't listen to it on the radio or something, it is so amazingly catchy. Instead, they nominated like the really sad song. I mean, it was also fine, I guess, but like, yeah, I don't know. We like, you don't, we don't talk about Bruno would have won an Oscar. There's no doubt. That would be the slam dunk pick even more than Ariana DeBose. Honestly, if, if that had been uh, nominated. Alas, it's not. It's going to be No Time to Die, so I guess that means uh, the Bond tradition of winning Oscars continues. So, hey, when they eventually reboot Bond again, just bet the house on that song winning <laughs> winning an Oscar if an English, uh, an English uh, artist does the song, I guess, right? Anyways, um, and uh, original score I mentioned, that's going to go to Dune, but I don't know. When it comes to uh, animated feature, I just have a feeling. I think Mitchell's versus the Machines has some good momentum behind it. I think it tells a good story. I mean, certainly Encanto does too. Encanto is a very well-made movie. If it wins, it, it, it'll be, it will be deserving. But I think Mitchell's versus the Machines could be a good upset pick. I, I bet on it when it was plus 700. It's now dropped, I think, to plus 450. It's still a little bit of a long shot. But, hey, I mean... There are worse long shots to put your money on. I'll put it that way, right? It's not going to be Luca. It's not going to be Raya. It's not going to be anything else in that category. It's one or the other. But I'm I'm taking Mitchell's versus the Machines um, from the Lord and Miller duo. Um, international feature has got to be Drive My Car, right? Like if there's another slam dunk lock, it's going to be that. I mean, the movie was nominated for Best Picture. It's going to win Best International Feature Film, right? Another lock there. Um, also, a very, very like introspective, quiet type of movie. Uh, I loved it. I got to say, I, I really enjoyed the performances. I really enjoyed the direction. It was very, it was like a somber watch, a somber, quiet, like, I don't know if I want to say sobering watch, but like also effective. I don't know. It's It was fascinating to me. I, I like If I thought it would win, I would probably pick it for best picture, honestly, because it was very, very good. But, but yeah, Drive My Car is going to win uh, international feature, uh, which leaves us with the director award and the acting awards. Look, Jessica Chastain, funnily enough, was the only one I think that was up in the air until I heard that little nugget of information earlier today. Um, I, again, I would have loved to give it to Penelope Cruz, but it's going to be Chastain, which essentially means that the other awards are all pretty much locked up, right? I mean, Will Smith is going to win Best Actor. Ariana DeBose, like I mentioned a million times, is going to win Best Supporting Actress. And Troy Kotsur, I hope I'm not mispronouncing his name, is going to win Supporting Actor. I could, I suppose, see Cody Smith-McPhee having a, a minor upset there, but I don't know. I just, again, I... I I would probably give the Oscar to him as a second place too, but Troy Kotsur was so good in Coda. Like the scene where he puts his hands on his daughter's uh, like vocal cords as she's singing, man, that was, that was awesome. I didn't, I don't tear up often during movies. I did. I didn't cry out. Right. And I didn't let the tears escape my eyelashes, but I came close. I came pretty close, but yeah, I think uh, he's going to win. And uh, Will Smith, Jessica Chastain, Ariana DeBose is going to round out the acting awards and Jane Campion is going to win best director. That's just how it is. Like she's another lock, right? She has had some, uh, eh, unfortunate comments. Let's call them as of late, right. Hasn't been great, but but yeah, I, uh, I still think she's going to win. Um, I think it's going to be her second Oscar first for best director. I think, I think she won a screenplay Oscar a couple of years ago, but, um, a couple of years ago, many years ago, but, uh, yeah, she's been around long enough. And, um, again, the power of the dog was fantastic. And, and yeah, I think it's going to win best picture as well. That's kind of like a lightning quick tour through the Oscar predictions this, this year. I really do think like in the next couple of weeks, we'll, we'll, we will get an Oscars, 
like a kind of recap, let's say, with Quinton. We'll arrange for that for that to be done. Um, it's it's all the other part of it is too. Is I'm in Toronto and Quinton is in. I don't know if he's in Calgary or just outside of Calgary. He's in Alberta somewhere, and uh, so a little, little bit of a time difference there. And then you add in the Blue Jays stuff, so kind of hard to keep up with Quinton on the same time zone, but uh, we will get him on the pod because it's just kind of a yearly annual prediction. So I like having Quinton on to chat about the Oscars. And of course we got to catch up on the non Oscar movies. I mean, I've seen the Batman, which is fantastic. I think I dare, I dare say I like that movie better than Spider-Man no way home. Honestly, it's a, it's a very, very good movie. Uh, is it a better movie than the dark Knight? I don't know. Is it a better Batman movie than the dark Knight? I think it might be. I think it very well might be. I think it's, is it a better comic book movie than the Dark Knight? I think it might be. That's pretty lofty praise, right? So we'll talk about Batman and the other non-Oscar blockbustery type movies, right? Like the the Lost City is coming out soon. I, apparently it was bad, but I mean, hey, we watch bad movies in this podcast all the time, right? There's that, uh, what was it called? Moonfall, <laughs> that movie as well with uh, Halle Berry. I haven't seen that one yet, but I do want to get around to that. Um Sonic the Hedgehog 2, and if you recall, Sonic the Hedgehog 1 was the last movie I saw before the pandemic kind of shut everything down for years, so um, I, I feel like I need to go see that one, and apparently Idris Elba is going to be the voice of Knuckles, so there are a lot of movies on the um, the horizon of April. I think the Uncharted movie came out, and it did like decently well at movie theaters. Um, it looks pretty terrible, but I feel like I have to see it as someone who's played all the Uncharted games. Um, you know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of movies coming out, and then b- uh, before you know it, we're into May, and Doctor Strange Two is out. There's another big time movie coming out. Oh, the Harry Potter, the uh, Secrets of Dumbledore, I think that's coming out as well in April. And uh, my my now wife, my then girlfriend, we had seen all of the uh, the Fantastic Beasts movies together when we were dating. So I feel like we have to go see this movie. So, anyways, my my point being is that there are a lot of blockbuster movies coming out because we're in a- we're almost into April now, right? Like it, we're basically into blockbuster season. So the Oscars will be over and all the big time movies will be coming out later this year. So of course we'll continue to cover those on the Showtime Movie Podcast. Again, my mis- my apologies for for not being here and not being around, but I'm gonna I'm gonna do my best to get get a podcast out at least once a month for the rest of the year because. Like I said, a packed, a jam-packed schedule of movies between now and 2023. But again, thank you for listening to the latest episode of the Showtime Movie Podcast. Enjoy the Oscars. Enjoy them. I can't wait to recap them with you, with Quentin. But until then, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Showtime Movie Podcast. Have a great night. Have a great night.